0: Dear Mr. Hammett.
1: Dear Ms. Smith.
0: Dear Mr. Goldberg. Thank you for your thank recent you for your application, application to the role to of assistant here. producer. We're currently reviewing all applications and we'll, we'll get, get back, back to, to you as soon as we can. You can browse other vacancies at BLAB. Due to the
1: high volume of applications,
0: we're writing to inform you that unfortunately, unfortunately we, won't we won't be taking your application or further. any further.
2: Hello, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome back to Jobs Board 2021. Upgraded. And yeah, it's like Jobs Board
0: 2.0.
2: Okay, so it sounds like we're starting as we mean to go on. I'm Ollie Hammett. With me is George Goldberg. Hi. And Bryony Smith. Hello. So guys, I uh, hope we had a good break. Good New Year, despite the restrictions and Christmas being a bit ruined. How have we started 2021?
1: Well, we're only 11 days in and it's been a bit of a roller coaster already for me. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, no. So I was quite optimistic about January. I had quite a few things booked in, which was good (laughs) in terms of shifts.
0: Oh, work wise, yeah. Yeah,
1: work wise, um, had a few shifts booked in. Which was Ollie,
0: pretty- no one has a social calendar right now. Just what oh, I-, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: come on, it's social <laughs> we life. we so.
0: can always live in hope. You know,
1: nothing socially booked in, but work wise, it was quite full. <laughs> <cool>. um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, due to the lockdown announcement and coronavirus escalating somewhat, they seem to be getting (laughs) cancelled
2: right
1: so yeah it's just frustrating because it does feel like I'm going back to square one I've just had two months where I've been working full-time and it's been really good and I feel like I've made a bit of a stamp and done a lot of like impressive stuff like stuff that I'm proud of and, and they seem to have you know enjoyed my work and then like Literally, the brakes have been slammed straight on, and yeah, I'm kind of back to square one, which is frustrating. That's
2: that's really frustrating. That's a real shame. Mm. I I wouldn't say you're necessarily back to square one, though. Um, To anyone else that's, you know, that's happened to them because of uh, lockdown starting again, I'd say that you know, you've you've still made your stamp. All the things that you've done, they haven't disappeared. It's not like they counted for nothing.
1: This is true, but it's just frustrating when you get to a certain point. I, I felt like sure. I was like climbing up the um, metaphorical ladder and getting to a point where it was, you know, becoming more regular and they kind of knew who I was and oh yeah, like let's let's talk to Bryony. let's do this, blah blah blah, and like building up, you know, just that momentum that you get from working.
2: Yeah, to sort of get them to rely on you. Yeah. And be there. Their guys, yeah,
1: and you get into a rhythm of it and you kind of know what's happening. And especially because I was doing a lot of like planning shifts, you know, I was like forward planning, being like, Oh, this will be really good, we'll do this, blah blah blah. And then, yeah, it's all of a sudden, no, that's not happening (laughs) (laughs) this month. I'm just kind of now like twiddling my thumbs, like, Oh, um, waiting to see what happens. I don't know whether this will continue into February as well, or whether they'll relax it I guess just a case of watching this space and that's kind of frustrating when you yeah there's no time scale on it I think that's everyone's frustrated with you know lockdown and there's no time scale but when it's like involves work as well I think that's even more frustrating
0: yeah absolutely so what have they done have they started giving shifts to their sort of permanent staff members instead of freelancers like yourself how are they now changing their operations
1: I think they've gone back to limiting, properly limiting the number of people in the building. I mean, it was already limited. They didn't, you know, change that in the summer or September sort of time. But I think they've gone back to sort of minimum, really minimum staff. Like the only people that are required are the ones for broadcasting. Uh Um, Okay. Obviously, there are roles that you can do from home, but the position I was doing with this organisation required me to be in, really, Whereas I'm still working for another organisation where I am like a critical member of staff, like I am involved in the broadcasting stuff. So that's still going ahead, which is good. But it's just the fact that it's gone from sort of five days a week to two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just completely slashed the number of days I'm working.
2: Oh, that's a nightmare. Mm. Well, I mean, at some point things are, are bound to pick back up and that experience will be really useful when it does
1: yeah for sure
2: um, i keep trying
1: to say this is just gonna you know and make me more resilient and determined to get it but it's quite difficult when you only found out the news this morning <laughs> to <be Yeah>. positive. <laughs> yeah,
2: i think that might, that'll might that come with time Brony. yeah let, maybe,
1: let, ask, let it, maybe yeah. ask me tomorrow <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: what about you george um i have had Two video interviews which i've definitely realized that there is like a generational gap on when i mean a video interview i now mean you talk to a computer and questions appear on your screen like there's not someone else on oh, the,
1: like
2: your civil service one right yeah
0: um like that like there's questions like appear on the other side because uh, i was trying to explain it to my parents so they were like oh so when is it and i was like i can do it anytime and they're like what video interview is this
1: especially after going
0: through all the trials and tribulations of uh, last series of when I got stood up. Um, (laughs) uh, So I've had two. There's one organisation that is, I'm not going to lie, if I got it, I think I would throw a a party if I ever managed to work for this organisation.
1: A virtual party?
0: (laughs) A little jobs board party? Yeah, but um, uh, sadly it won't be happening, but uh, I always apply to their internship when it uh, comes up. But um, I thought this time after it would be like my third time, I thought I'd have it in the bag, uh. but I didn't. So I was, no. a bit, I was a bit disheartened about that. However, I've still yet to hear back from the other video interview that I've done. I think really the strategy is to get one up and get yourself like in through that door is trying to reach out, I hate that phrase, uh, but like talk to someone at, at that company to say, hey, could you put in a good word for me? because. I'm I'm a bit fed up now the amount of CV clinics and cover letters things I've workshops I've gone to and they've gone like yeah, it's it's like what you're doing is good and and I feel like I can't really improve a great deal mu- too much in that area so I'm trying to find other ways to get in so we'll have to see on that I'll keep everyone posted but um yes and a uh, civil service I'm still awaiting back but I probably won't hear back until the end of January because they're they're still doing God, their... That
1: is such a long
0: a really application long
1: process. process, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and then they then for me there'll be another final selection board afterwards and then another few months waiting if I do get through. So it's that that's on the slow burner. But um <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see.
1: I'm actually shocked that you didn't get one because you already had gone to the final stage before. That's just
0: well, yeah, and I was a bit mm. disheartened. However, they've opened up the summer one again, so I'm literally Yay! <laughs> all what I'm gonna do is literally I'm just co- like I, I'm just doing the same application like again. That's
2: that, that's an interesting little experiment, isn't it? Do you think you'll do how similar do you think you'll make your application?
0: I'm this time gonna make it exactly the same as the I time like before, it, but because I improved a lot more than the time before that if that makes sense.
2: So, uh, so, sorry, just explain that.
0: So the first time that I applied, I thought I did okay, but I realised where I needed to improve upon, which is what I did for the second time. However, I didn't get as far. Mm. So,
1: Well, as the title of your upcoming novel,
0: third <laughs> time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Bryony, if that does happen, honestly, I would will, I will be, be elated.
2: I think it's a really interesting idea to just, I wonder if, you know, they'll have the same recruitment people for the summer internship, if the, you know, if they'll look for anybody different. And if you apply with even, the exact same application, um, you know, the expression of stop clock tells the right time twice a day.
1: I, I actually don't know that one, but it makes sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So there we go. Good luck to you, George. Thank you.
1: What about you, Ollie? How's your new year panning out? And have you started your new job?
2: Yes, I have. So if you didn't hear the last podcast, guys, I um, did a bit of a... Uh, I sort of betrayed Jobs Board by getting myself a job. Um, boo! Uh, <laughs> yeah, feel free to boo me all you want. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but yeah, I started it on Monday, actually. Uh, and it's going quite well. So I'm working for a company that they publish sort of tv industry news whether it be like tv networks uh streaming anything to do uh, with tv essentially and they have a very international focus which is great for me because i really want to work in well with a very global news focus
1: how are you finding working remotely
2: yeah um i've never worked remotely before apart from when we were finishing our, our masters together but that was a bit different I actually do quite like it. I have quite a lot of autonomy anyway in my job because they sort of say, you know, write this up and then send it to me. Um, And that's what I do. And the rest of the time I'm researching and reaching out to PR people. But I like working from home. I'm sort of sat sat at the living room table by the window, stare out the window sometimes, stroke my chin, look pensive. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) What I do miss, obviously it's slightly strange starting starting a job completely remotely because I've met everyone but I also haven't met yeah. everyone. Sense. <laughs> um, I think if I'd started the job in normal times it would have obviously been been very different but everyone's been really 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 great really accommodating and there are some really interesting stories come up I don't know if you saw this today this is a uh, on the day of recording there was a story that came out that there's been a children's show commissioned in Denmark Uh, yes a man with an insanely long penis
0: yes I saw that (laughs) I immediately read that story and I was like oh my gosh Ollie Ollie needs to get on this my
2: my boss sent it around today as a joke saying can't believe we missed this guys
0: so what is it I
1: need to know the story now
2: um, let me find the article.
0: It's in the Guardian. It's like it's yeah, one it's of the, the most read Guardian, Fred Guardian uh, uh, yeah. like today. And it's just you could tell it's such a culture difference. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I
2: sh- we should point out it's not like a weird children's thing. They, in, in Denmark, they really like to push the envelope when it comes to children's TV and sort of educate. They've done a, they've done a sort of pre-teen show before where they... Um, what was it they had a they had a panel of like five completely naked adults just standing there and said like you know this is what a normal body looks like this is what people actually look like you know so that you don't get uh, other ideas from anywhere else such as the internet
1: wow i'm i'm just trying to imagine that being on
2: well, the closest thing we have i guess is naked attraction <laughs> but just
1: past the watershed <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Um, so, Danish Chan. Let me find this article. Um, yeah, the article just begins, John Dillamond has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children.
1: <laughs> is he like a superhero? Or is he like a... No, a programmer? It was an anima-
2: it's an animation thing. It's animation? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think any... <laughs> they, I don't know how they would <laughs> cast it in real life. <laughs>
0: Ray, did you actually think it was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I wondered how he got the job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just sort of... Um, it looks like kind of stop stop motion, actually. It's just about... Yeah, it's just got a rather... And he can't control it. That's maybe there's a sort of sad side to this you know he doesn't want to steal ice cream from children with his penis he just can't help it maybe it's got a mind of its own um yeah so i don't quite know how we got into that discussion anymore but (laughs) i'm mighty glad we did but to get back on track uh yes i'm very much enjoying my new job and yeah i can't wait to find out more really and i'm looking forward to actually being able to go and speak to people and go to they told me um, on my first day that how their business normally works is they go to TV festivals and conferences abroad and sort of, you know, uh, social butterfly around the party. Well, that's going
1: to be so exciting when it all uh, kicks yeah. off again.
2: Yeah, definitely. Whenever that
0: is. Hmm. So I think it's a time to introduce our guest. He got in touch through our social media. We're at Jobs Board, both on Twitter and on Instagram, and we were looking for some delightful guests to join us this series. So we have Mr. Tim Dodd. Woo! Woo! Hello. Tim, yeah. did you have a good Christmas and New Year's? Yeah,
3: it was nice, actually. Um, surprisingly normal, because um, we kind of saw who we'd usually see on Christmas Day. Um, in Wales, it was just one other house you could see. Uh, but then usually on Boxing Day we'd see some more family and kind of extended family and so we just kinda of didn't do that second part. But the actual day itself of Christmas Day was was quite normal really. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. Good. So kind of like a little half Christmas.
3: Yeah. I was kind of COVID controlled because I was um making sure we had like the windows ajar and like um we actually had a, a dehumidifier on, which I think helped kind of it sort of sucks the air away and stuff. So cause we were trying to we were trying to distance a little bit still. Um, because it, you know, I know a lot of people who just didn't even want to have people over because, of, you know, because of the risks. But we got through that, anyways.
2: Yeah, uh, and who knows where things are going to go, but not really in our hands. Um, nope. But what is in our hands is uh, Tim's backstory. <laughs> like that, um, <laughs> uh, Tim, I'm, am I right in saying that you have a master's degree from cardiff university yes in broadcast journalism right
3: yeah exactly so same as yeah. you guys right
2: you were you doing the course at the same last year as well
3: yeah yeah so finished in september was yours a year to september as well
2: uh no it was to july wasn't okay. it guys oh, so you started in the in july 20 no, no it was only 10 months ours. Ah, okay um i don't know about you but when there was always a kind of semi rivalry between city and Cardiff I don't really know why yeah they're not even in the same country yeah <laughs> our teachers always used to go on about it I don't know if it was the same for you
3: yeah not 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 hugely Um, but I think everyone was aware that those two are kind of like you know the best ones to do really and I, I guess some of the lecturers probably know each other I know that some of the the staff within Joe Mac uh, as it's called have come, you know, ex-City lecturers and stuff like that. So I think there's just kind of a lot of, link, lot of links there. And and they kind of, yeah, as I say, they're kind of the sort of gold standard courses to do, I think. I know that in City, you've got, like, quite a different selection of courses and different size as well. Because did you all do the broadcast course? or Yeah. Yeah. So ours is, like, only 20 spaces, basically. Um, I think yeah, it's a at a least double that.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah, there
2: are about 50 of us, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So... Um, I guess, yeah, a lot of people, when they got in, and we sort of all met each other, were kind of like, oh, did you apply to City? And, you know, oh, you know was it more competitive or less? Because obviously, I guess it's, it's strange, isn't it? With, with only 20 places, you could say it is more competitive, but equally, you know, I suppose if you've got more spaces on the other course, you get maybe more applicants. And also it's based in London, so you've got kind of instant industry links. So yeah, there was a lot of chat
2: about um, your course as well. And so you finished the course in September, how's what kind of roles were you looking for coming out of the course
3: um well i guess initially it was kind of the the standard what i wanted really was just kind of i guess you could call it just a bog standard broadcast journalism role really um you know something within you know hopefully local i was i was hoping um obviously we had the new um bbc wales building open um during our course basically and we all kind of knew it was due to be finished just as we were graduating so I think a lot of people applied to the course thinking well that's that's at least an opportunity it's literally right next door to the school and um most of us do our placements there at least a couple of weeks there so I think there was high expectations for something like that um and you know obviously like a lot of us um because it's quite a small course as I say so it's quite easy to kind of track the alumni of it and a, a lot of people would sort of reach out to some of the students from the year before, and we kind of knew that a lot of them were at, like, um, you know, Sky or ITV or, or places like that. So, I, ideally, I wanted actually something in TV. Um, but, you know, obviously, I've had to become more flexible with that uh, because because before Joe Mack I did um, quite a lot of sort of TV work experience, basically. So,
2: Okay, nice. So, what, what would be your
3: ideal job in TV? I guess it would be production journalist being realistic. So, just, like, the kind of entry-level you know, newsroom role, Um, I think, yeah, within local as well. So, I mean, like ITV Wales or or BBC Wales, uh, just because having met other journalists, um, you know, before I did the course, just trying to get an idea for what um, I'd be able to do afterwards, they always kind of recommended, you know, local as a a great place to kind of make the mistakes that you just can't get away with at national.
1: I'm assuming that your course was similar to ours where you were focusing on local stories speaking to yeah. local people so you've got that that experience as well where you'd be able to slot in
3: exactly yeah and and like just you know from kind of getting work experience to get onto the course because it was you know competitive a lot of the people I met in the kind of Wales broadcast media had done that course so yeah it does prime me really well to kind of you know work a patch and and uh, find stories and you know know you know know who the local um official official sources are and, and that kind of thing and and i suppose also i don't know if you would have done this but like part of the sort of public administration teaching was about uh, not a lot but part of it was about kind of welsh devolution as well because obviously reporting in wales is is quite a different ball game
2: uh, how how is it different uh
3: just in terms of uh, you know knowing who to go to for comment and what what the Welsh government um, controls versus what the UK government controls and so I don't know if you guys see it as much but a lot of us have a lot of Welsh journalists on Twitter and over the last literally over the last 24 hours um, or the last 48 hours with the lockdown and stuff you get a lot of national outlets sometimes saying things that Boris Johnson have said and making it sound like it applies to the whole of the UK there's an account called that's devolved and it kind of picks up all like Effectively misreporting of of things to to, to make clear that, you know, whether this applies to England or Wales or et cetera.
0: Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I think at City, it's almost a course where it teaches you to go into a national newsroom because I feel like these things, like they were mentioned on a very, like, literally, like almost Wales does their own thing on a couple of things, Scotland does their own thing, but like not in great much more detail than that. And obviously, because we don't regularly. Mm didn't regularly come into contact with it back then and it's little things like that that there are some nuances where you think if yeah. it comes from someone in Westminster it applies to the whole of the UK when actually it doesn't. Yeah one of the biggest
3: ones uh, that people complain about is the NHS because the NHS is devolved or healthcare has devolved in Wales so it's it's all made all the decisions are made in Wales um, so often you know especially kind of tabloids have headlines about NHS waiting times etc but it won't be clear in that headline what you know that's usually just about England.
0: If we cast back to this time last year you had your new years and you're probably feeling all excited probably thinking ahead towards jobs did you have any of your work experience opportunities disrupted by the coronavirus? The whole thing <laughs> uh,
3: unfortunately um, I think you guys do can do a bit of placement in the first term.
1: Yeah that's correct
3: yeah we our whole placement effectively is in uh, april and so we kind of get most of the teaching out of the way i think this is the idea we get most of the teaching out of the way before um march april so that basically you're kind of ready to go in on your placement and make a real impact you know hopefully get your name on some reports or, or articles or whatever um and then coming out the other side then you have really only got like an optional module to do and then You've got, your, you've got your major project to do, your final project, but it's because you've got the whole of the summer to do it. Um, you know, newsrooms are usually quieter, well, normal summer. You, you know, people go on holiday, obviously didn't happen this year. Um, and people kind of usually get the foot in that way, start freelancing. Um, obviously, some people might just get jobs, you know, secured in that period. But yeah, because that placement didn't happen, and then obviously the rest of the course happened, you know, remotely, um, we did unfortunately miss that.
2: I think it's time we probably moved it along and had a look at Tim's CV. Oh God! Yeah, how are you feeling about this, Tim?
3: Um, just curious, really, because um, obviously I've heard you uh do it for a number of people now, and I have. I don't know about you guys, but like I've, throughout the last <laughs> seven, eight months or whatever, I've just constantly like edited my CV. Like, if you. If you had a list of all the revisions, it would just be like every day. Um, they're just, just tiny things, really tiny things. I'll look back at it when I'm attaching it to a job ad and I'll see that, you know, I didn't quite sell hard enough one of the opportunities I had or, you know, obviously I might be tailoring it for one thing anyway and then go, actually, that's a good thing to just keep for all jobs, you know, things like that. But I literally edit it so much. So it will be interesting to see if these small revisions have kind of made it better for, for you know, ATS systems and stuff.
2: Yes, Uh, and if you weren't aware of what we're talking about, by the way, uh, this is our weekly feature of Play Your CV Right, where we use our applicant tracking system to evaluate our guests' CVs and give them a score, and give them a chance to get to the top of our leaderboard. So, I think it's uh, about time to hand over to... Mr. CVs, George
0: Goldberg. I love how I'm now the authority on CVs as an unemployed person, but... Uh, we'll...
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the person that talks to the robots, George.
2: Yeah, you're the you the robot whisperer.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll park that. We'll uh, we'll probably not address that for quite some time. But um, yes, Ollie is correct in saying that our friendly ATS system is used, and so it is used in many other places... Um, in industry when you often apply for a job before human eyes set even get to see your lovely typing upon your cv it is read by a computer Um, but what it does annoyingly converts most of that all onto one line so whether you've got two three columns they all tend to get jumbled up um, and machines tend to struggle and they're not the most smartest of uh, bits of technology as we've encountered and as tim has rightfully said uh, we scan every week and i think it'll be fine so tim you've you've obviously heard this before do you know score wise what you're after where where you're trying to aim on this leaderboard um i seem to remember somebody getting like a seven oh yes so you'll be right so uh we've currently got joe oh. in at first place with 78 um and then uh oh, we've okay. got a joint third uh with two people with 75 at third and then we go all the way down and we've got Ollie Smith, bless him, with sixty points at the bottom in ninth place. So, you're you're kind of aiming for seventy five above, so like a medal position. Is that what you're hoping for?
3: <laughs> Honestly, it could go either way. It's 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 not really like having seen some other people's CVs. It's not like a kind of artistic looking CV. So I don't know if that's going to play in its favour or not. Um... We've
2: we've found in the past, I think the general generally they like you to keep it simple
0: yeah almost right a bit saying. not boring but like a bit vanilla rather than snazzy yeah <laughs> yeah sort
2: of. yeah
3: i'm expecting that it's going to be a bit unreadable just because there's a lot in it as into the machine there's a lot in it and it's two pages so i feel like it might say there's kind of too many you know words per line or i don't know but we'll see
0: brianie press the button for us Tim, out of a score out of one hundred, you scored sixty-six. So it puts you in joint seventh with Bear Hutchinson oh. from last series. Out, out of one hundred, you're in the sixty-sixth percentile. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: you, you, that's pretty good. You can live
0: with it. I was going to say, yeah, yeah that, that's with. a solid two-one. I'd, I'd take that. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll go through this True. and uh, discuss each bit of your CV. So if we start with your uh, with your file, um, it likes that it was um, updated recently because um, these bits of software prioritize most recent documents edited. Order, order. Hello, order. John, is that John? <laughs> is that John Burke? Is it he here? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who was that? <laughs> Was that you, Brownie? Does <laughs> anybody know? I think you I think
1: you want to be... you my are, we being,
2: are we being haunted by John Burko? Has he got something to say about my CV? Right, tune in for the next <laughs> episode of Jobs World where we'll be having a seance.
0: I didn't know whether it was like someone's Alexa or Siri being set off by. <laughs> what, wait, what, what was it?
1: I think it was my computer. I think it was like an ad <laughs>
0: Just... Amazing.
3: <laughs> That's definitely like somebody's text <laughs> if you want to admit it. <laughs> no,
1: yeah. I wish it was. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, sure. I
0: yeah. um, so yes, we'll uh, run through each part of uh, Tim's CV for him. Oh. So we'll start off the file section. It likes that it's been edited recently um, and it prioritises mm-hmm. most recent um, edited documents. Um, the one thing that you have done, but not necessarily in the correct way is with the file name, you have included your name in it. But um, I think the issue is it's because it's all, you've got your first name and second name all joined up with no spaces. It can't actually find it in there. So that's one thing that maybe it's, it's obviously this is for a robot, um, but maybe just put Tim space surname. In the file. I, yes, in the, sorry, the file in the file name, name. name. yeah. Okay. Word count wise, you, you, you Suspicions were right. Um, it does recommend for CVs, this bit of software, um, to have a maximum word count of 800 words. Um, and because your CV is on two pages, you obviously explain things. Uh, you, it's, mm. You've gone over its recommended word count on this. Uh, so that could be one, one area to possibly look at. Um, you've got a good amount of font colour. Like it's got, It thinks you've got two, so it thinks that you're mm. fine on that size side um, but it does think that you've got too many font types and sizes it reckons you've got eight and we've kind of come to the conclusion on this podcast even though you may be using uh, let's say Calibri throughout but whether you then have it like underlined because it's um, hyperlinked in some instances or uh, maybe italicized it counts those as different font types so maybe that could be one, one aspect of Um, But then I do think on on some CVs that we've scanned, um, it has just been throwing a paddy for the sake of it. So maybe realistically, it's more content that should be uh, looked at. Looking at your structure, um, it likes your sections and it can find a lot of your key sections because they're all on, the headings are on separate lines. um, So it can do them. Your contact details, Mm -hmm. it's aware of them broadly. one thing though is are you using a header on your cv so on the top of your document where you've got your name and your um your links are they um on like a word document embedded in using a header or are they just there on the on the document tim uh a header
3: well there i think there's stuff at the top in a text box, is that? Yes, because the, the reason why ah, I'm asking
0: it. is because the reason where you're you're being penalized mostly is it's really struggling to find these details. So, for example, it's claiming even though you do have a hyperlink to it to your LinkedIn, it's claiming, for example, that you don't have mm. a LinkedIn URL on there, and it's actually struggling also to find your name on 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 the actual document itself so that that's the reason why i ask and it and and these robots seem to struggle with texting columns footers and headers so if you do have it take it out but you saying that you got it in a text box shouldn't be an issue so that's one thing that might need to be troubleshooted Hmm.
2: that's a very interesting i hadn't heard of that before i wonder how like um to sort of go to that effort to fit as much as possible into your CV, and then for a, a robot, yeah, and it, and
0: this is where it's sometimes you think it whatever you're sending off is completely fine for human eyes, but when a robot is looking at it and it can't find, so um, that's possibly something to um, to look at. Um, yeah. Also, things that um, it penalizes on is, for example, um, a grade's not found for your um, masters. Oh, I don't have one yet. <laughs> this is what yeah. I this is what there there are some things where you're just <laughs> like, uh, and every single week, um, I think this is a recurring um theme. For example, bits of software that for even what we use to record this podcast on, Zencaster, if you type that into a Word document and got this to uh the this robot to scan it, it would say that you're you're bad at spelling and grammar because no one spells Zencaster mm. without an ER and all that kind of stuff. So there's slight yeah yeah and exactly minor. so there's some things that you can disregard um one thing though is that I've over the last series have done and uh Bryony has too with your section profile even though it's on there you need to explicitly put profile because for some reason even though it you you do have on a profile section almost on on the top of your CV. It's not it, this bit of software is claiming that you don't have one. So subsequently, it's um, demoting you on like having one in the first place. But even things on like the length of it and the the quality of it. So that's even even just putting the word profile um, because I wasn't initially putting it in to give space to my actual my actual text of the profile. <laughs> So, um, if if that's possibly one one space to look at, but um, like broadly, I think that's the those the sort of the main things that weirdly those two main things have caused you to slip up in this uh, in this robot's mind. So I'm sure that if you did those type of things, um, maybe um, condensed it down to one page, maybe so it was um, a bit quicker to read uh, because it estimates that your CV would take three and a half minutes to read whereas it recommends that CV should be about two to three minutes so like that's really like fine adjusting a couple of things but um, I think broadly it's like the content is key isn't it before you start faffing around with fonts and all those kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: It's 2021, and computers have not <laughs> got cleverer. They <laughs> still can't read text box. They still can't read what? headers and footers, and they still <laughs> struggle with different text. I mean, it's bold. <laughs> they haven't changed it. Do it,
2: doing? Brian,
0: Brian, well, really it's, well, it's so funny this. you say that because uh, Jobs Board did share this on um, how that recently engineers have made robots that can dance quite quite well, which could yeah compete with a couple of people who go on to a strip become dancing, and like they can't even read columns, so yeah yeah.
1: when you were saying about the dancing robot, did you guys ever have that little one that just shuffled? It was like the most yeah. it was the, it was the toy that you wanted in like two thousand and I'm gonna say ten and it just did a little shuffle in two
2: thousand. <laughs> I, I don't you know, know i was i was 16 like in 2010 like oh. yeah
1: but it was it was quite a long time ago
2: right okay i think i know the one you mean yeah i think isn't i know the one yeah isn't it in toy story as well mm, i sure it is anyway us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now that we've looked at tim's cv i think it's time that we suggested some alternate career paths that tim might like to take if uh 2021 is even worse than 2020 and, uh,
1: which it's not going to be, be it's going to be better
2: <laughs> yes we're, we're remaining positive <laughs> Briany, what have you got for tim this week
1: well i had a little look at your cv tim and i noticed that you did a biology degree before you did your journalism masters um, yeah. and i also noticed that you had been or you still are a bit of a budding photographer. So I've kind of combined the two together and have got a junior photographer position at a science and media museum.
3: Oh, wow. That is interesting. That sounds good.
1: So this position is um, due to start in February and they're looking for someone to help with their handling photographic prints Obviously, a lot of the stuff that they have in the museum is science, technology, engineering, mathematics-based, and you're kind of promoting it through photography and social media. They want to sort of engage their audiences, Mm. help improve their public accessibility. They haven't really put a lot of what it involves day-to-day, which is why I'm kind of not saying that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I think it sounds like an interesting role.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. What do you think about Tim? As far as pivots go,
3: that's pretty good, I think. I mean, yeah, it's it's using, um, as you say, some of the skills from kind of before my journalism training.
2: I think uh, that's going to be quite a tough act to follow.
0: Bryony, I think you're being such a tryhard in the new year trying to get on the one over me because I hate, hate coming after you two. Like, you. Ugh. Gosh.
1: Just go first, George.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I'd be uh, selfish and let myself got lost. No. because Well, not good um, I think I already know the answer to this one. But, Tim, I noticed that um, you, you, you've spent a lot of time in Wales, haven't you? Yes, throughout my life, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking <laughs> Wales, and then I was thinking dragons.
1: Uh, hey. um, and then I, I couldn't
0: find hey. any, Yes. George, George, dragons don't exist. <laughs>
1: Yes,
0: they do, Ollie. <sighs> okay, fine. Ollie, like that's like on par with the Tooth Fairy. Like you just. I don't. Anyway. <laughs>
2: thank, thank God, we're an adults' podcast. <laughs> uh,
0: where was I? Oh yes. Uh, so dragons, dragons. dragons. Dragon. I couldn't find <laughs> any dragon tamers or anything like that, unfortunately. Uh, um, that. So I was then Perfect. thinking, thinking, what do what do dragons produce a lot of? Fire! Fire. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, Um, I'm bought into this already. However, I was then thinking, I couldn't have anything quite like, I had to be careful with my fire because I was aware that I I had already already suggested last series a fire-related job. But I think this is is far enough away from that. So, Tim, I have fire sprinkler (laughs) designer for you.
3: Oh. <laughs> so because of Welsh, we've gone from dragons,
1: <laughs>
3: that' their fire that they breathe, <laughs> to a fire
1: sprinkler
3: designer.
0: Yeah. So I think I think yeah. I think you sound already sold in this. I don't need to even work on this anymore. I think you're going to pick me ahead of Briny.
1: What I really want to know is if there was a dragon, would the sprinkler system put out its? Breath? I was
0: thinking this. I was thinking this. <laughs> oh. I'm not... And I think you have to protect all of those homes in Wales from dragons. I'm thinking, how much is there to designing
3: a sprinkler? Like, surely there's a standard design that's just <laughs> everywhere. Like, why are we digging up an
1: old...
2: <laughs> why
3: are
1: <triangle>? you redesigning it? <laughs> it it's <worked>. not broke.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine like, somebody coming home to his wife and saying, Honey, I've done it. I've redesigned the fire sprinkler.
3: Maybe that's how boring 2020's been, is that they just look back at all the inventions and go on, can we just like tweak this a little bit? Can we make this a bit more exciting? Yeah, I
2: yeah, know we like the toaster, but what if it went in upside down?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think mm. I think you'll take um, all got- the qualities of the ideal candidate that they're after, Tim. Like it's someone with excellent communication skills, which you're a broadcaster after all, so you'll tip that box. You're highly engaged and are driven. Well, you've come onto jobs boards, so I think I think that's uh, enough enough evidence of that. And you're extremely well organized, <laughs> which I think um you trying to complete a masters in the middle of a pandemic is uh, enough uh, enough of a show for that so tim i think you're perfectly fine for this role just saying if that's if you if you want to pivot my way then feel free
2: so i think my job is probably going to hit the middle ground <laughs> <of> these two <laughs> that we've just heard
1: okay. um
2: tim i was um well Briony looked at your cv george just made some kind of I don't
1: know what. <laughs> Tenuous
2: or... links, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trawling through your Twitter feed and I saw that you had been watching The Great British Sewing Bee. Yeah. Yeah, on New Year's. Yeah, exactly on New Year's. And um that led me to think you might have an interest in sewing or haberdashery of some kind.
0: Well, I did take up
3: embroidery during the the Welsh fire break. Um oh. a little experiment, so that's a
2: okay yes yeah, so you've got a little a little bit of background um i haven't necessarily got a, there are lots of jobs that i've found but i thought you could train as a sewing apprentice and eventually with a view to becoming some sort of tailor
1: mm.
2: okay you know, your own little you know boutique uh, tuxedo shop i'll be hosting the next series yes you and joe lyser i've watched that <laughs> has
1: anyone ever tried to make something
0: Are you talking about us or the Great British? Yeah, yeah. I think the furthest I've ever got... Well, didn't you make, like, cushions in secondary school? I thought that was part of the national curriculum. No, George. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Tim, out of those three, which one are you going to go for? Realistically, I think it's
3: got to be the... Junior photographer. Yeah! Uh, I think that's yeah,
2: a very
1: good It just
3: choice. hits a lot of my, you know, interests outside of journalism, really. Um, well, it's still got the creative element, but it's in a science museum. Are you
0: telling me you can't be creative as a fire sprinkler designer?
2: George, I don't think anybody could be creative.
3: <laughs> it's just like reinventing the wheel, isn't it? I'm not sure.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I don't blame you for choosing that photographer job, Tim. I'm sure Brianie will send that along to you so you can check it out. Yeah. And that's all we've got time for this week, really, on Jobs Board. So thank you so much, Tim, for being on the show. And good luck with all the job hunting in the future. And we hope you stay in touch.
3: Yeah, not at all. It's been good. Thank you.
2: And from us, the team here at Jobs Board, you can get in touch with us if you'd like to be on the show. We're still looking for more guests at Jobs Board on Twitter or Instagram. Or you can email us uh, at hello.jobsboard at gmail.com. I've been Ollie Hammett. Uh, goodbye from George Goldberg. Goodbye. And goodbye from Bryony Smith.
1: Goodbye.